Hello and welcome back to another episode of Drama School Dropout. It's episode 76 and as per usual, my name is Ingram Noble and I am your resident Drama School Dropout. And this week I am joined by the absolutely incredible Will Rop. Drama School Dropout No graduation day for you Drama School Dropout Hello, welcome to the podcast. Oh, is that to me? Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's all good. How are you? Good. I'm great. I thought that was to like the audience. I don't oh, know. I'm sorry. No, they just they just listen. They just okay. listen. Um I'm very jealous that you're currently in LA and I'm stuck in the very, I'm looking out my window now, Grey Sky, Scotland. Yeah. Oh, is it cold there? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah, my roommate just got back from uh, the UK. They were doing a big Europe trip. They mm-hmm. said it was cold. Yeah, we get a sun for like two weeks over the year. Mm-hmm. Oh, two weeks. Wow. If, if we're lucky. <laughs> that's brutal. Yeah, it really is. Like, I went to LA when I was like 19 for 10 days and I fell in love with the place. So I'm very jealous that you're there. And uh, I'm here, but alas, that is life. Maybe one day you'll come out, you know. Oh, but by the time I'm thirty, by the time, so we've got, <laughs> okay. we've got, right, we, we've got like seventeen years. Oh, okay, got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. jokes. We've got six. <laughs> Slowly getting on that age, and I'm slightly depressed about it. What I like to ask everybody that comes on the podcast is, how did you get into acting, and what was your first ever role? And it doesn't have to be a professional role. It could be, we love a good school story, anything like that. Yeah, so I uh, I grew up in Connecticut in a small town called Darien uh, on the East Coast of the USA. And uh, basically, my sister was doing this musical theater camp called Musical Theater Workshop, where every summer they do a different musical. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the age range is from around 10-year-olds all the way to 17-year-olds. Yeah. And my mom didn't want to drive me and my sister to separate summer camps and I wanted to do baseball summer camp but you know my sister is older so she kind of got the final the final say so I was kind of forced and dragged into doing her summer camp which was musical theater and I kind of I hated the idea of it but then once I got there we were doing Peter Pan that summer literally my favorite oh really you love Peter Pan Great show. Peter Pan, I got the role of John, you know, the, the little kid with the top hat. Yeah, it breaks my heart that I know I'll never play Peter Pan. Well, it's never too late. You no, never I'm, know. I'm too old for Peter. I'm, I'm more now, it breaks my heart that I'll never play Peter, but I'm I'm ready to play Hook. True, you could play Hook, yeah. That's where I'm at in life. You could make Peter Pan some, you know, kind of, you could make him older and see what happens. Did you just call me old? No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm totally kidding. For um, sure that's slightly worse than old <laughs> yeah um, yeah because i was reading up about it and you'd done a lot of um stuff at musical theater summer camp which the concept of that i find mental because we don't really have anything like that in the uk mm. musical theater or, or summer camps? oh no we've got we've got musical theater so, like yeah, summer yeah. camps well we might have summer camps but we don't have specific ones that are like oh you go to this one to do musical theater I've never been to one, so I could be lying. I don't think there are summer camps in Britain. Hmm. It was something our school offered. They, they they had this whole summer. They offered all these different summer programs. So you could go to camp for chemistry or, you know, robotics. Yeah, or, that's mad. Yeah, so there are all these different topics. 
and the musical theater one, basically you spend the whole summer rehearsing a, a, a play. And, and then at the end of the summer, I think you do, I think we did four performances, which looking back, like that's so much time to put into a production and then just do four performances. Yeah, it, it needs a couple of week run. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> so then uh, while, while I was doing my research, or as I like to call it, legal stalking, and I may be completely wrong here because I have been before. Um, I read that you went to the University of Michigan and got your BFA in... I want to say theater studies. I may be wrong. Acting, yeah. Acting, yeah. So one of my favorite things, and everybody that listens to the podcast will know this, my favorite things in life are crazy drama school stories. Mm. Do you have a favorite crazy or hilarious drama school story? Oh, yeah, one time. Well, my good friend, Caleb, he we had to prepare monologues one day, and he had no idea. He completely forgot that the... the this was the thing and that these were due. Oh, that's uh, horrible. But the teacher at the time was kind of like, he was on his way out. You know, he was close to retirement. And so like, he, he didn't like really care. I, you could kind of tell he didn't like really care. And, yeah. and so I remember he got up to do his monologue and he literally had nothing prepared. So he just started, he, he made up the title of this monologue. And I forget, I forget what the, what he made the title up as, but say it was, it was, it was, ocean breeze by and then he like froze he was like by written by and then he looked to the right and there was a sign on the piano that said please close the piano when finished and he said written by please close the piano jesus and, and the teacher was just like okay you may begin and he just completely improvised the monologue from from top to bottom written by the acclaimed playwright uh please close the piano I done that uh, once and it's a horrible yeah. feeling. Um, I, I'm not going to say where I did it because I got a qualification because of it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I um, I had an assessment and was going to stay up all night to learn this monologue. I knew the starting sentence and I knew the end sentence. And I knew certain bits that I had to talk about. I was like, mm. okay, he talks about books in this part. Other than that, improv the whole thing and got full marks. Yeah. <laughs> And they still don't know. Unless they ask you to do it again, then you're completely screwed. That was fine. It was years ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because yeah, for like for context, if anyone from my current university is listening, it wasn't here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, it's, a it's a horrible feeling. You can now become an official drama school dropout. We're now on Patreon and you can help this podcast grow on so many levels. As an official Drama School Dropout, you'll have access to unique benefits including exclusive early access to episodes before anyone else. To become an official Drama School Dropout, please go to www.patreon.com forward slash drama school dropout. What was the biggest lesson you learned at Drama School? I think... I don't know if necessarily drama school taught me it, but I definitely learned the art of like having to hustle for yourself, you know, having to make your own kind of connections and ins to the industry. It's not going to just happen to you, you know? Some, one of my favorite filmmakers, his name is Mark Duplass, and in his book, they, he has this thing that says, the Calvary is never coming, which means basically like, you think that you're going to do all these things. And then once you do all these things, everything is done, you know, finally the big studio is going to give you the big budget for the big movie you want to make. But he's like, even when you think that you've made it, the Calvary's 
never coming. So you just keep that to, you have to keep telling yourself the cavalry is never coming. I have to just keep doing things my way. Um, keep hustling for myself, trying to get the next gig for myself. You know, yeah, you can't depend on, on, on outside influence, I think. Another fun question that I like to ask, because this show's called Drama School Dropout, and I will forever maintain that dropping out of drama school was the best thing I ever done. Has mm. there been a job or an acting situation that you wished you would have dropped out of? You don't have to name the job, or you could just tell us about it. Don't be like, I did yes, this film with these people. I did some pretty sketchy jobs when I first moved here, when I had no agent, I was like 16 or 17, just on, we have a website called Actors Access. I don't know if you have, have that. It's basically have a like, Facebook groups. Yeah. It's kind of like that. It's, it's, it's like a website you can, you can put up your headshot and you can, you know, just audition for, for random jobs yeah. without an but at the cost of, not knowing whether these jobs are legit. So I remember I got this job that paid like $200 a day. And at the time I was like, that's, that's freaking amazing mm. money for a non-union job. And so it was called like golden something productions. And I drove there, it was like an hour and a half away. And I realized once I showed up that it was the Scientology headquarters. <sighs> Oh God! Of the United States, like the massive Disneyland-esque compound they have, and they they and I was like, oh my God, am I going to really do this? And I was like, whatever, I, you know, I'll be fine. So I enter the compound. This lady takes me to this like they have this almost like Warner Brothers-esque soundstage, massive studio, really expensive cameras, like really you know high high production value sets. And I filmed this scene with like my quote unquote mom in the scene about, I don't know, she was teaching me some sort of life lesson um, that was going to be an in-house video for Scientology. Um, so Will Rop, the face of Scientology. Yeah. And so I bet, I don't know where it ever went or what happened to it, but I bet if you go into a Scientology church somewhere in this world, there could be a video of me explaining one of the, you know, beliefs or, or, or values they, they believe yeah. in. That's definitely some, a job that I wish I would have just dropped out of, you know, yeah. but I didn't even know, I didn't even know what was happening. I don't know. I was 16. I was $200 a day. I'd take it. Yeah. Exactly. I'll go back. Like, yeah. 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 So most recently you were in the, the fallout with Maddie Ziegler and Jenna Ortega. Maddie Ziegler. I love cause I'm a huge dance moms fan. Um, uh, all, always at the top of the pyramid. Um, what was that like? Because obviously we're, we're sort of in a really crazy time period of half in a pandemic, half kind of out of pandemic, even though we're not really out of a pandemic. Now World War III is starting. Yeah, it just never, when it rains, it pours, I guess. I don't yeah. know. It, the fallout was amazing. Filming it was amazing. It was during um, the start of COVID was when we were filming. We were actually one of the first SAG productions up and allowed to, to film at that point. So that was pretty cool. And, you know, a, a, a very uh, new experience for all of us. We were just yeah. starting to learn like, oh, oh my God, we have to get these things stuck up our nose to get tested and we can't go in this person's trailer and we have to eat by ourselves. So kind of, you know, and all those rules now are like, everybody knows those rules yeah. because you know, COVID, two years, but it was just getting started at the time. Um, but still we maintained an amazing, you know, cast crew family and, and, and came together and made something that I'm really proud of. And um, I, you know, Jenna and Maddie are both incredible young actresses that I think are going to have such, you know, they already have amazing careers, but they're yeah. just, just getting started. I think they're um, really going to, 
break out pretty soon here and become some some mainstays. Yeah, because of the whole COVID situation and things, I imagine that it was very different from being on sets as usual as we knew know it. Do you have a favorite behind the scenes moment from filming? Yeah, definitely the, we, we drove, like the intro of the movie is us driving this Jeep, um, driving this Jeep around and we're, we're, we're kind of improving. And there's a scene where we stop and we go to a Starbucks drive-thru and we order. And, and we actually did that. Like we basically just had the camera car follow us and I was just driving us around LA and I was like, can we go through the, the Starbucks drive-thru? And they're like, sure. And we just walked through or sorry, I drove through and we ordered like cake pops and iced coffees. And, and that, that line, actually, one of the questions I asked the lady, I was like, do our cake pops, like are the different colors, different flavors. And that line made it in the movie. And I, and at the time I wasn't, I didn't even know if we were rolling or not. Yeah. Uh, so it was pretty funny to see just like what improv wild improv ends up making in the movie. Um, but yeah, that was kind of a fun little memory I have with Jenna. What was, if you could describe the whole situation of filming the fallout and everything in one word, what would you, what would you describe it as? I would say a blessing because at the time no one was filming anything and all of my friends were out of work. And so, you know, I didn't have anything going on. I had, I had a movie come out in March of 2020 called The Way Back, which was a basketball movie. And then I thought after that, again, like Mark Duplass said, I was like, oh, the, the Calvary is coming. I thought after that, all these, you know, opportunities. Hollywood. Yeah, but then COVID hit and I was like, oh, shoot, things aren't really happening and things aren't really filming. So when I got the fallout, I was just like, oh, this is amazing that we're going to be able to sneak this in during the pandemic. And it, it's crazy that it ended up coming out and we're still in the pandemic. Uh, but yeah, if I had to sum it up in a word, I would say a blessing, definitely. This episode of Drama School Dropout is brought to you by High Productions' newest stage play, This Is Where We Get Off. This Is Where We Get Off follows the Moffat family through some of the most difficult days of their lives. Yvonne is seven months pregnant, her husband Philip is constantly disappearing and leaving dodgy phone bills behind, their 18-year-old son Lip is debating joining the army and trying to navigate his love life, and their dog-breeding, sex-toy-selling neighbour Rhonda is still doing her weekly shop in their kitchen. How will they cope with the unexpected arrival of an estranged family member? You can catch This Is Where We Get Off in Glasgow at the Webster's Theatre on the 21st of April. Get your tickets now at www.highproductions.co.uk A fun question that I like to ask everybody that comes on the podcast is if you were booked to do a one-month run in a two-person show in the West End or Broadway, preferably the West End because then now you can come and see it and the casting director just came and said to you listen we've got enough money um but we don't have a call star for you you can pick anyone in the world and we'll get them they have to be alive who do you want to be your call star oh my gosh wow this, I feel like this answer is so cliche but well actually probably Meryl Streep do you know what she's never been said before really yeah does everybody see Leo no surprisingly oh. we oh, get a lot of Ryan Reynolds a lot of Olivia Coleman's. Oh, yeah. For everybody that's returning to listening to the podcast and everyone that's new, I'm continuing on my campaign. Please go over to Catherine Tate's Instagram. Uh, it'll be in the show notes below. Please ask her to come on the podcast or ask her to do a two-person show with me on the West End. 
and that will be forever my answer. Catherine Tate, so she was in The Office. She was in The Oh, the was she the boss lady. Of Office? I've never watched The Office, but she's the ginger British lady. Oh, okay, okay, wait. I'm look- yeah, yeah, I'm looking her up. Catherine. Yeah. I've never watched The Office, but I know she was in it. Oh, she's she's hilarious. Yeah, such a queen. And I know her more if she does a sketch show in the UK called The Catherine Tate Show. Hmm. Would fully recommend. Very uh-huh. British, quintessentially hilarious. You will be laughing for days. I absolutely love her. And yeah, she has been my answer since I think I started asking this question in week three and we're now like 80 something and it still hasn't Uh, happened yet. So Catherine, please come on the podcast. Okay, Catherine, you got to do it. But we're going to play a game now. It's very exciting. It's my favorite thing in the world. So it's called Stage Right or Stage Shite. It's three stories. Two of them are the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. And they've been sent in by our listeners. And then one of them has been made up by our producer, Heather. And it's our job. I've got the answer in a sealed envelope so I can play along too. It's our job to find out which one is the lie or Stage Shite. Okay. Uh, My favorite thing in the world. Number one, I suffered with anxiety for years and found out that weed helps not endorsing any um, illegal substances, just just a story. So before shows at uni, I would make edibles that I could have in the theatre, open brackets. I would be very careful about the amount I would take and it would only eat enough to calm my anxiety, close brackets. But one girl thought that they were regular brownies and she ate a whole one and she got so high and freaked out before a show. I didn't feel bad though, because she took my shit without asking. Number two, I was in charge of making the programme for my final show in high school and I got drunk and instead of including the paid advertising on the back page, I included a drunk selfie of me and my friend who happened to be flashing her boobs and the printers printed it without double checking. There's absolutely no way that's real. And continue. I kind of hope it is. Number three. I was filming a student film that was set during a prison riot and I was just fighting in the background of a scene, but one guy actually clocked me across the face with a metal bar and broke my jaw. I can see that being, uh, it's gotta be number two. There's no- But then I'm also thinking because the way that number one is worded, it sounds British to me. Weed is still illegal in Britain. So I don't know how you would- even get weed you can get it you can yeah. uh, you can get it but would you be ballsy enough to take it to school oh okay because it's a big yeah it's a big yeah. deal well okay. it's still illegal you're not actually allowed to have it you can get it i can give you a phone number if you want just yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> good to know so uh, that's i feel I, like i'm still sticking with two though i just there's no way i mean if that story is real I need to hear more about it because... Yeah. So I'm going to go for number one, just okay. to be different. You can go okay, for number okay. two. And two. you know it's going to be number three now, don't you? It's going to be uh, number three. Horrible. <laughs> Drum roll. I can't get into the envelope. Number two. You are correct. Oh, there we go. Yeah, I oh. just... I don't know why. I just thought, would you be ballsy enough to take weed to school? I wouldn't. That's Obviously, they were. Yeah, they they were. Yeah, obviously wow. they were. <laughs> well, number two was just there's no way. I yeah, I don't know. I just yeah. I've I've just I've read some stranger ones. And oh really? There are ones that do not make it to the podcast because they are too risky. Because they're too 
yeah, yeah. yeah you got like, in. People's degrees will be rescinded. People will be arrested. Yeah. People right, are right, going right. to prison. Okay. Um, yeah. So I was just like, you know what? That that could be. <laughs> that could be true. Um, what have you got coming up now? Because I know um, you've just done the fallout. Have we got anything exciting that we're allowed to talk about, or is everything under NDAs? And no, I, th- I think I'm allowed to. Uh, I'm doing a movie, or I did a movie called The Greatest Beer Run Ever. Um, that'll come out. I don't know when it's going to come out, but uh, it's with Zac Efron and um, Russell Crowe and Bill Murray, um, and that'll be on um apple about the vietnam war that isn't it i read about that last night yeah yeah it's about the vietnam war that'll be really cool and um i did a movie called the line uh with john malkovich and um alex wolf and uh angus you just have a habit of working with some of the greatest actors in the world you know it's just a habit i can't break and and, uh, i keep trying it's not a bad habit to have is it you're right you're right i'm not mad about it. um yeah uh that movie uh i don't know when that's coming out either i just i just wrapped that but um i'm really excited about it and yeah well and then everything else who knows we'll see we'll see what the future holds well where can everybody that's listening keep up to date with what you're doing on social media um i'm at will rop my name mm-hmm. uh very original uh on instagram I'm the same. yeah and i'm, I'm will rop too you're oh really? Yeah. Wow. So you're that fan account that I've been yeah. trying to get. To, okay, got it. All right, good to know. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm at Will Rob on Twitter and Instagram. So yeah, and everything will be down in the show notes below. And um, thank you so much for coming on. It's genuinely been really lovely to chat yeah. to you. And what I say to everyone is, if you're ever in Scotland, if you come over for the Fringe Festival, the first round is on me. But because you're um, because you're a working actor, you pay for the rest. Okay. That so normally it's just a one round drink. Are drinks expensive there? You get like a pint of lager for like three pound fifty. So like dollars. Yeah, no, you I know clubs where you can get vodka shots for one pound. So like one dollar fifty. Oh my god. That yeah. sounds like we, we like to drink in Britain. Waiting to happen. Yeah. We, we like I've heard. to drink. I've... Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then sometimes if you get a good club promoter. They'll give you a voucher that when you go into their club, you get a free drink. But I will let you get back to normal life. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much, man. And there we have it. Another episode of Drama School Dropout, episode 76 completed. Thank you so much to Will for coming on the podcast and make sure to follow us both on social media, which you'll find down in the show notes below. And if you're feeling extra generous, please leave a rating and a review on the podcast. It helps us out so much you don't even know and it's free. So why not? And make sure to click subscribe so you are notified every time a new episode comes out every Tuesday and for the month of April every Saturday. Remember, you can get tickets for This Is Where We Get Off at the Webster's Theatre on April 21st, 2022 by clicking the link in the show notes below or going to www.highproductions.co.uk 
And as always, if you have a story for Stage Right or Stage Shite, please email us at dramaschooldropoutpod at gmail.com. And remember, you can also now become an official Drama School Dropout by going and signing up to our Patreon using the link in the show notes where everything is. All the important stuff down in the show notes. Please go and check that out. I'll be back again on Tuesday with more Drama School Dropout as we're celebrating throughout the entire month of April. And it is the last episode before I turn 24 so please help me come back and celebrate the end of my 23rd year on the planet have a great week stay safe i love you drama school dropout no graduation day for you drama school dropout fuck your whole course now try something new drama school